Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Can we just honor the Lord one more time in this room? Yeah, can we put our hands together? Give him a praise offering. Love him like only we can and he like he deserves. So, Father, we love you, Jesus. Wow. Is he not amazing? I love it, man. He's been blowing this place out since 9 a.m. and he ain't finished yet. Come on. Amazing what God is doing at Faith Renewed. We're so thankful. We're thankful that you're here to be a part of that. If this is your first time at Faith Renewed, maybe it's been a long time. I just want to welcome you and tell you I'm glad you're here. Could be you at home. You can maybe watching for the very first time. Make sure you click that new here next steps link if you're watching for the first time. If you're part of our online family, comment, let us know where you're, you're worshiping with us at today, and I would love to just know you're there. But if it's your first time, we just want to tell you we love you and glad that you're here. So Faith or New Church, would you love on our first-time guests? Tell them you're glad they're here. Come on. you. Hey, man, make yourself at home today. Jump in. Get connected to what God is doing. We'd love to have you be a part. Amen. Well, who brought a Bible to church? Anybody bring a Bible? You, I see that. I see that. Whether it's glowing or whether it has pages in it, go with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I heard somebody was excited about the Bible. We love the Bible. We believe it's true. Every word of it. And uh, we believe God's called us to live it out. How many knows he doesn't want us to be hearers only? Ooh, there's not one message from his word that he wants you to just hear only. And so he said, be doers of the word. And so that's what we want to do. But if you use the YouVersion Bible app, I also want to just tell you about that app. If you use that, your Bible uh, is digital. You can go to the YouVersion app, click more, then events, and follow along with me as I read. But um, always it's on the screen. And as always, we give Bibles out for those who don't have those. If you need one, we want to put a Bible in your hand free to you. But Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24 It's where I'm going to read today. Um, We know this. We know that every word in the Bible is God's holy word. Amen? Yeah. And um, But we also know this. If you have this edition, these are red letters that I'm about to read. And again, every word is his. But these are actually words that Jesus spoke while he was on earth. God in flesh, through the person of Jesus, he spoke these words to people who were gathered around him. And so again... We want to read again, knowing, as always, what we read is from him to us. And so we read this today in Matthew 6. Verse 19 says, Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Come on, I hope your account is getting big in heaven. I hope that thing's growing about a minute. Amen. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Verse 22 says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. And when your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. 
What are you talking about, Jesus? He says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one, love the other. You will be devoted to one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Jesus said it, not me. I just read it. And so we're going to pray and talk about it. So let's pray together. Father, we love you. We're thankful for you. And we just pray that your Holy Spirit, God, will just narrow cast what I broadcast into every heart. Do it today in our lives. And may again, we not just hear, but may we do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor to say, you look nice this morning. Would you do that? Yeah, come on. Come on, tell the person you ignored behind you. Turn around and tell them. Say, you look nice. Hey, Amen. You look nice this morning. You look nice at home. I'm going to say that by faith. I believe it. And uh, you look nice today at home. But uh, we're in a series right now, and I, I hope you have been getting something out of this word. It's, it's called Relationship Goals. Anybody been getting anything from the Relationship Goals series? Come on. Cool. I love that. Praise God. But well, we're going to dive back in today. Uh, we're talking about the relationships in our life, and um, they're so important. How, how many knows we need each other? You're so valuable. I, I need you so much in my life. And so again, I believe you need me. And so we need one another. So we're talking about those goals. We've, we've been talking over the last few weeks about the relationship goal of marriage. Now, what's really cool is what I've been teaching over the last few weeks are principles from God's word that work whether you're single or married. Amen. Whether you're like young or younger, I mean, these are principles that work for you. So again, what we're teaching, what we're diving into are going to help you regardless. Again, whether you're 16, 60, whatever, I believe, again, his word's true. So we've been doing this. We've been talking about building a marriage that will last. And again, each of the principles, I want you to understand, they are principles that you apply personally. All right. So again, these are things that you do. So again, this is why it works, whether you're in faith students in here and, and sing, wherever that may fall in your life, these principles work. Because we've been learning again how to build relationships that last. Now, we talked about this letter L, the very first letter in the word last was for loving communication. And uh, again, we need to be careful again how we speak to one another. Last week was letter A. If you haven't caught on yet, this is a marriage that will last each letter in the words principle. And so letter A was agreeing spiritually. Amen. How many knows your spiritual walk is the most important thing in your life? Amen. Hands down. Your relationship with Jesus, how powerful and beautiful that is. And in a relationship, we learned a word in agreement in Scripture, that word symphoneo, where that word symphony comes from, where we've all been given a sound to make. And what was happening a few moments ago, there was a bunch of people making a spiritual sound in this room, and it was affecting heaven and earth. It's what God does when we come together and make a sound. So we learn this in agreeing spiritually. There are ways that we can grow grow spiritually in our personal walk with Jesus and also grow and get in agreement spiritually with the people that we're in relationship with. So again, these are things that apply. So we talked about like praying together, like being intentional, making sure you pray together, you pray with one another, uh, you dig deep into the word of God, open up God's word, learn from it daily, read from it daily. Uh, talked about worship. 
How many of those guys worthy of our worship? And man, again, we see what he does when we worship. So we learned that. Uh, we talked about last week uh, getting involved in church. Not just coming to church, but being the church, being all in, going all in. If you're wondering what that looks like, and if you don't know, you haven't found a place yet at Faith or New, come to Faith Track today at 4 o'clock, and we'll help you find a place. I promise you that. And we learned, fifthly, last week was to clean house, man. Get rid of things that will hinder your spiritual journey. Look at your life. Look at things. If they're not helping you, they're not beneficial to you, remove those things. Amen? And that's not your spouse. All right? That's not just one of just a disclaimer. That's not what that's speaking about. And Pastor said you got to go. Amen? No. All right. So, so today, we want to go to the next letter. It's a letter S, and it stands for staying responsible financially. Can I get an amen in God's holy house? Amen. Amen. If you love the Bible, that's a good place to say amen. Staying responsible financially. Again, I just get up here and deliver the message. Read God's word to you, and here it, here it is. But I want to start with a question. Now, you know the answer to this, all right? And so I want you to be honest with me. Uh, you can say it out loud, say it quietly to yourself, however you feel comfortable. But are you, if you had to answer, I hope you have a, by the end of this message, learn the importance of both. But if you had to answer, I'm leaning more towards this way than the other, would you say, I'm a spender or I'm a saver? Come on, some, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm hearing some, some people confessing before the Lord. Amen, I like that. Amen, he said, confess your faults, one to another. Amen. It's, it's, again, we're geared certain ways. Now, if you're sitting near your spouse, if you're sitting near a close friend or family member, ask them if you just said the truth, all right? Come on. <laughs> Go ahead and ask them, did you just tell the truth? Hey, they know, you know, all right? Now, in, in this, now, it, it's, this is amazing. This is how it typically works, all right? Most of the time, a spender marries a saver. Most of the time. A lot of times that's how it happens. I, I, I think, again, God can work that. It kind of helps bring some balance and I make those things kind of work out, helping each other. Now, there, there are times when uh, two spenders uh, um, marry each other. I mean, that can be a tragedy. Like, like, be very, like not your marriage tragedy. Y'all can be like all good and broke together, amen, and just enjoy life, amen. Come on, just spinning away, loving each other, having a good time being broke. Amen. But, but sometimes there are times when we have two savers marry, which again, very cool when that happens. Again, can have a lot of money. Again, don't make you happy, but you could be doing okay financially. Now, I want to look at today God's word and I want us to dig into this because this is what reports would say that the number one reason for fights and divorce actually in the marriage is money. What? So you mean the enemy's using this thing? The devil's taking this tool, this, this thing that, had, that we've been given, and he's using it. Yeah, he's destroying marriages and homes with this. So what we want to do is this. We want to speak truth into an area in our life and give, again, no place to the devil, remove an area that he would work. Now, we're in right now what many would say crazy financial times. Like, I agree, all right? Like gas prices, nuts all over the place, food prices, like 
what in the world? I mean, it's just what we're seeing is wild, all this taking place. Now, that's happening in a world's system. That's where that's taking place at. Now, there's a world system financially that's happening. Now, I've, I've done this, and I want you to do this, and I hope that you will before this is all said and done. You don't have to operate your finances according to a world system. There's a word system that we can operate in. There's a word system that we can walk. And if you're like, man, what's, what word is he talking about? The Bible, amen. That's what we're talking about. The word of God has a system in place and it talks about managing our possessions, managing our finances and our money. And Jesus says this now, this, this is very important. We see so much in the Bible about this subject. Now, there, it actually, one, one thing I read said that 16 of the 38 parables Jesus taught were about the handling of money and possessions. So that means he talked about it a lot. He talked about it way more than I do. So again, if you're new here, like if you're like, man, is this a church? I do this all the time. Go to our archives. You'll see I probably don't teach on it enough. I don't because again, there's so much said here. Now, Dave Ramsey, financial guru, he said this. He says the Bible offers 500 verses on prayer, less than 500 on faith, but more than 2,000 verses on money and possessions. Now, again, I don't know if I agree with Dave on that because I believe the Bible is full of faith. And again, he may be referring to the word search and how many times those words come up, and he may be right on that. But the Bible says a lot about this. Now, this is why for us, we need to take this subject very serious because Jesus said it is an indicator of our heart. Our finances and our possessions and what we do with what he's given us is an indicator of our heart. And how many knows that God's very concerned about the condition of our heart? He's very concerned about it. As a matter of fact, he even said it in, in our passage today, in that verse 21 again, that for where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And so again, these are one of the treasures that he gives us in life is finances. And now, now this is what I know. I have a saying that I say a lot. The money is a great tool, but it is a horrible God. It's a great tool, but it is a horrible God. But what happens is this. A lot of people see different things when they see money. Like, I, like if the towels open up today and he poured out the windows of heaven and he poured it pouring out like actual financial blessings of money in this house, it would be amazing. Some of you would see that coming down and you'd be like, oh, come on somebody, I'm coming back next week, amen. But, but if we saw that unfold and start coming down, some of you would look at it and you would see a way to honor God. That's what you see when you see money. You see that, man, I have something called possessions and, and finances. And man, when I see that come down, man, there's no telling what we can do with that, how many lives we can reach. There are a lot of people, if it came down and you saw it, you will be saying, man, I could use that to bless others in a big way, man. Oh, that would be amazing. Some people look at that and say, man, that would be a great way to bless me. You don't have to laugh out loud. You know you want to, but just this is a way, again, you see this and people see it differently. There are actually people who see that and what's sad is this, they've bowed to the idol of finances. 
instead of using that to honor God and bring a, bring a blessing to him. So how you see this I, I matters greatly. I hope today, like if you have a wrong view of finances, if you see this in the wrong light, I pray today God gives you a vision of what he said in his word. Because again, I want to go back verse 22 again. It says that your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. So again, he didn't start talking about a different subject in the middle of money. He wasn't like, here's money, talking about money. I'm going to go back talking about money again. And now we're going to talk about something super spiritual and weird. No, no. In the middle of all this, he's still talking about the eye and the lamp. When we see this thing called finances, what that will do, it can bring light into your life. It can bring darkness. It can bring hope to you. It can bring healing. Or it can bring a lot of hurt to you. It can bring a lot of pain to you. So he says it like that. And he goes on in verse 23, but when your eye is unhealthy, when you have an unhealthy view of money, when you have an unhealthy view of finances, this is the result of this. Your whole body's filled with darkness. And the light you think you have is actually darkness and how deep that darkness is. So Jesus it is coming in and speaking something to us and telling us how you see money matters. It matters greatly. And it matters greatly what we do with this. And, and, and I've seen this. I've, I've, been, I've been in ministry now 25 years. And, and this, this is one of the subjects. Again, Jesus talked about it a lot. We should look at it often. But this is one of the areas that, man, a lot of times when I speak on these things, there are a lot of people that love it. And there are a lot of people that hate it when you hear messages like this. I, I just feel like if we hate hearing messages like this, maybe that is an area of our life where Jesus is, does, is not Lord. And it is an area of our life that we want to do this, just like every message that I bring to you is that we want to hear and do. We want to take and apply. And then when it does not line up with where we're living right now, we take it and bring everything else to the altar like we do with what just happened a few moments ago. There's some people in this room. There's some people online. You need to lay your finances on the altar today. And you need to turn that over to him. You need to start doing it God's way. You need to start getting involved in the word system instead of the world system and watch the word work for you. And so again, it's some of the things we need to do. Now, I want to teach this practically to you. And I just want to show you and teach it in a way. Now, I teach a principle that's been taught for years. And remember, these are things that I sit down with couples in a premarital setting before I ever marry them. All the things we've talked about in building, building a marriage that will last I go through it because these are ways that the enemy works. Now, this is what I teach. This is what I taught. Now, some of you can take this far deeper. You can get more detailed. It's a simple layout of finances. I know some of y'all are like spreadsheet people. Come on, y'all have apps on your phones and y'all take it and dig in deep and you have all this kind of stuff. And that's, I don't, my mind don't work that way. I'm not that good. And so again, I, I, I try to keep it simple. Now, what I teach is this. Now, it's a 10, 10, 80 principle. All right, 10, dash 10, dash 80 principle. Now, I went to Carolina High School, but my, my general math got me to a place to where I know that equals 100. Thank you very much. That equals 100. So what are you talking about today, Pastor? What do we do with 100% of what we've been given? And I use a word that's so important, given. 
Because everything that you have today in your finances is a gift from God. Don't come at me and say, well, I worked 50 hours, bro. That's why I've got what I've got. Listen, if you work 50 hours, he put breath in you and gave you life to get up and go to work for 50 hours and do whatever it is. So everything that we have, Scripture says, it's a gift from him. And so again, we want to take what he's given us, use it wisely. Now, these are principles that I teach. Again, you can take it deeper, but a starting point for you, if you maybe just like I never really kind of like looked at this, and I'm talking about every age, young and younger, all of us need this. The first thing that we do with the first 10 is this, we give that to God. We give it to him. The first thing that you want to do with your finances is give that to the Lord. I promise you, the first thing that you want to do with what God has given you is you give that back to him. And so when we see in scripture, he actually shows us, again, a principle that we're to put in place, and it's for every person. It's called tithing. Now, now this, this is amazing to me. Uh, there has been, I don't know if you, if you keep up with the circle of, of church world life and what goes on. I'm in these pastor's groups and emails or whatever. This is one of the subjects that you're seeing pastors and people, churches, try to remove from Scripture just like they're trying to remove things about sexuality. Just like they're seeing truths being brought up about, about, about things in, in life and all this kind of stuff. They're trying to remove that and say, that's no longer true. This is what I know about the Bible. It's the same yesterday, day forever, still true today. If it's true then, it's true today. And so again, this is what now, now if you don't, don't sound to me and say this, don't say, well, pastor, that tithing principle, that's, that's something that's under the law. If you study it out, we don't have time, but if, if you have, this was, this was set in place before the law was ever established and it did not end when the law did. It's a principle that was put into place. Now, again, this is what we want to do is we want to give the first 10 back to God. Now, I, I taught this and we've taught this like for years. I'm thankful for this principle because, man, I've watched God work miraculous things in my life when I apply his word. It's a... I could wreck you. I could tell you so many stories of God doing things in our life when we give to him, when we put him first. Now, we, we taught this principle. We've taught it to our kids. Like, I mean, like before they ever had a job, their birthday money. Some of y'all, y'all some cruel parents. Y'all, no, I want to see my kids blessed. I want to see my kids blessed. And so, like, man, we actually talked, money came in. And so, so some of you are like, man, well, what is my income? What If it come in... Is income. Amen. That's not the Greek. That's not the Hebrew. That's the Terry. Amen. If it's income, it came into your life. So again, so if it came in in a little envelope in the car with happy birthday on, it's come in. So we just taught them, man, if you want to do this, get put God first in this area. It's what we do. It's what tithing is. It's what giving is. We're giving to God first. Let's look at what the Bible says. Again, it's Old New Testament. If you're wondering, like, well, that thing ended, go read the story of where Jesus is in the temple, and there's some guys in there who are tithing down to the little, I mean, the smallest of things. They're making sure they're tithing all the way down to the very end. God doesn't get on them about tithing. 
Matter of fact, he said, you in here tithing, that's what you should do. But what he got on to him about was being judgmental, having a bad heart, doing it for the wrong reason, not doing it as they should because God wants us to honor him in this life. He wants us to live this way and love him, love others, but give to him because Malachi says this in, in chapter three, or if you're like deep down south, that's Malachi is what, how they refer to Malachi. Malachi chapter three, verses eight through 11. It says, will a man, or is that a northern thing? That's a more northern, I guess. All right, will they, will they, he, that's the question. Will a man rob God? And none of us would say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to rob God. Of course I'm going to do that. Nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to do that, I don't believe. We shouldn't. That shouldn't be in our heart. But will a man, and so they're like, yeah, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? He said, in tithes and offerings. Said you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now understand again, this is not God cursing you because you didn't because you didn't give to Him. He does not say, I'm going to curse you because you're not doing it. No, there is a curse on us. There is an enemy who's out to steal, kill, destroy, take, rob from you, destroy your life. There is a curse. But he's saying this, no, watch what I do. He'll remove the curse. He wants to bring this to our life. And he says to do this in verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. And watch you see, like, this is what he does. See if I want to open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings there will not be room enough to receive it. And those blessings come in different ways, so many ways. Oh, man, it's just amazing the beauty of the blessing that God brings. And so, again, this is what happens. He says this, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. He ain't going to rebuke himself. I'll buy me in the name of Jesus. Now, he's not, he's not like doing this because he's not the one doing it. He said, I rebuke the devourer for your sake. The one who is bringing the curse, the one who is trying to destroy, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Now he says to do this. He says, bring the tithe. Now I've had people say, well, I don't really believe that the tithe actually means tenth. In the Hebrew, the word tithe means tenth. All right, so that's just what it means. And so, again, this is just us, again, bringing this. We're not, so you're not doing this. When you tie, you're not paying a bill. You're not paying off the God mafia, the angel that's going to come down and take you out if you don't get, you know, yet. no, it's not like, I mean, that's not what we're doing. We're bringing to him. We're giving to him what's already his. And Randy Alcorn, Pastor Randy said this, he said, giving affirms Christ's lordship, it dethrones me and exalts him. Oh, man, so we want to exalt the Lord. We want to dethrone us. And so we see this, and Jesus goes on. Like, again, if time allowed us, man, we could dig so deep into this. This could be a serious, but, but Matthew 6, says this. He goes on, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. Still on the same subject of what he was speaking about in our text, our finances. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Finances is just a thing that God's trying to get to us. It's just a thing that he wants to add to our life, but he wants to be first in this. This is not 80-10-10 principle. I don't want to give him what's left. I want to give him what's 
best. I want to give him the first choice, best part. Proverbs 3, 9 says it like this. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. That word first fruit, it means like I'm giving him my best. And, and this is what we, will, we should want to do for the one we love. This is what it, like scripture says that Jesus so loved us that he gave his only son. That's what he, he loves us so much. And so like we want to give our best. Like if you, if you, like if you're married, like you could, now I've done this, I've, I've grilled out and put together like some steaks or grilled some chicken, done something and put together, maybe I cooked breakfast and some of the bacon was off on the side. It got a little bit jacked up and, but some of the bacon is just like glory. You, I mean, it's just perfect. Oh, man. And, and when I do this, when I divide up the place between myself and my bride, I'm not like, oh, that's the good stuff. Give it that on my plate. Let me give her what's left. No, I love her. I love her. I, I don't want to give her. Again, the word, I want to give her the best. And this is what he says to us. He, he said that we should give to him and give to him first. So like if, if your job is you cut grass and make some money, give to him. Put him first. If like if you're you own businesses, put him first in your life. No matter where this falls, he should be first in our life. So we give to him. So secondly, we do this. We want to save. That's important. That's a huge thing because this is something I, I so wish I, I would have had someone when we got married sat down with me and sat down with my bride and say, these are some things that you need to do. Again, I teach this before I'll marry them. I, don't, I won't do it. I want, I want to see them blessed. And so I'll say this, you need to save. Now, the scripture doesn't say, if you've been around here, you know I'm like, man, if you don't say it in the Bible, I don't want, I don't want it. So the scripture doesn't say to save 10%. But the scripture's clear that we are to save. And it's important because I know personally, like Angel and I, we started tithing day one. I mean, straight out day one. And so, but this is what happened. We did this. We, we gave 10% to God. Now, I believe this. And again, the giving, when you start giving above that, you better look out. I can tell some stuff about how God blesses miraculous ways when we give above that. But what we did was this for the longest. We gave to God 10, and that 90% lived off all 90, baby. I mean, spent every bit of 90%, all of it. And this is what happened. This is a true story. This is what happened. There were times, and this is what things like happen in life. Stuff gets old and breaks down. Now, I believe stuff will last longer when you give. I've seen it. I've prayed over air conditioning units, and those things start working. I've done all kinds. Of, we've, we've seen God do some stuff. And it's amazing. I'm telling you, I can tell you all some stuff. But this is what happened. We lived off to 90, and things happen. Now, this is what the enemy does. Something happens. Something breaks down. The finances aren't there. Who, who are you going to take it out on? person you're living with person closest to you. It happens all the time. So this is what we should do. Again, we should put back. Proverbs 27, 12 says this, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. Like he recognizes stuff's going to happen. Things are going to go down. There's going to be stuff happening. And just so again, a person foresees these dangers, takes precautions. A simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Like just, we're going to go on our way. Now, I'm thankful. There's been times where like, because we were living off, off the 90 fully, 
that, man, we needed a miracle from God. He showed up. So many times, I believe it's because we honored him first. But the Bible also says here that, man, we are to put back. We are to do this. We are to save. We are to save finances. We are to put some finances back. Now, now this is what I want to I warn against, a strong warning, because this, this is what happens. Scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. And a lot of people miss that. For, Money's the root of all evil. No, it's the love of money. And so again, these are things I warn against when I'm encouraging people to save. Make sure you don't do this. Don't save for the wrong motive. Don't look at when that stuff comes down out of the tile and start saying, man, now that's my security. That's my significance. Don't save as a measure of your success or your self-worth. Listen, if you don't have as much in your bank account as a person down the road from you right now, please don't think you're more successful or less successful. Don't, please don't. I've seen a lot of people with a lot of finances, man. I wouldn't say they're successful. So don't let that be the motivation of your heart. Don't save and look at it and say, well, this is going to be my security. Because I've seen that. And I've seen people lose it just as quickly as they got it. Guard against that. And please, again, for the, please, <clears throat> excuse me, don't do this for the love of money itself. Psalm 6210 says this. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Come on, if riches increase, don't set on your heart, your heart there. Because this is what I believe. When we apply God's word, we give to him. When we, when we save and when we put back, riches are going to increase. That's going to, it's going to happen. His word will not return void. It's a promise from his word. When we do this, this is what happens. But don't be like, man, that's now, oh, man, okay, I'm feeling good about life. My, my heart is being set towards those things. Nothing wrong at all with living comfortably, being blessed. I believe God wants you to be. But again, don't let this be the measure of your significance, your self-worth, but do this. Give to him first. Put some finances back. Plan for when those difficult times arise. And then what do we do with what's left? You can say the 80 or you can take it down further and lay it all in a spreadsheet. But what we do with what's left is this. We, we spend what's left. And what we want to do is this. We want to spend wisely what God has given to us. That's what we want to do with that. We want to spend wisely with what we do with that. That means you have to do this. If you, if you don't have one, please make a budget. Have a plan in place. Look at your finances. Make sure, see where this thing is going to sit down. If you're in a marriage relationship, talk about it with your spouse. I always, I always tell the couples, I oh, mean, make sure you talk about this. Be proactive in this. Like, like no one of us already have, get proactive. Go ahead and have a place, discuss these things. So then, again, you'll see this. All these principles start working together. Loving communication, agreeing spiritually. These things start flowing together and you start seeing this happen. So be proactive. If you're not, you get reactive. You do. You get reactive. And then, and then if, if, if you get reactive, then it can get real ugly. Then they can react. And then it can get radioactive. It can get toxic. It can get ugly. Like You see that the front porch filling up with Amazon packages. And you're having to step over. And then you reacting. You're getting upset. It causes all kind of chaos. Be proactive and discuss these things. And when you spend, spend wisely. Be, be good stewards. I, I get told, Pastor, you're tight wide. You're tight. And I'm like, bro, I'm not tight. I'm a good steward of what God's given us. We, we should live that way. 
I, 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 there's, I'm telling you, I warn this with couples. Listen, don't get caught up thinking, man, if, if the other couple has it, you have to have it. Don't get caught up in all this. world tries to tell you all kind of stuff. It, I mean, it tries to put you and make you feel less if you don't have something someone else has. If, if you're not driving what somebody else is driving, and then don't get caught up in that stuff. Don't let that stuff mess with you. Don't let that stuff get in your head. It's what it will do. I tell couples when they get their first home, they're excited, they're pumped. I'll say, hey, if you've got all the stuff to furnish that whole house, man, awesome. Don't feel pressure that you have to have it all furnished day one. One of our, we had a small little tiny house. No, we don't have a house. If y'all don't know, we're home. But uh, when we had, we, our first house, awesome. One of the bedrooms in that house, you know what that bedroom was in there? It was my weight bench and my bass guitar and my bass amp. Neither one I used enough. All right, I'm just going to say that because I can't play the, play the bass guitar still to this day. But I didn't use either one of them. But man, we didn't feel the pressure. to have to like, oh, we got to go do this. You know what was so cool? We had some of the best conversations in that room. Sitting on the floor, leaned up against the weight bench I should have been using. But just talking about life and just, oh man, so many times, don't get caught up with credit cards. Don't get pulled into that system. Proverbs 22, 7 says this, the rich rules over the poor. And the borrower is servant to the lender. One translation says, the borrower becomes the lender's slave. And so again, there are many who are slaves to this world system. And God wants to set you free from that. He wants you to get a plan in place. And, and man, I'm telling you, these principles, I've seen it personally. I've seen it in the life of this church. If you don't know, our church is 100% debt free. Amen. And we give God praise and glory and honor for that. Amen. We celebrate that. And how did that happen? We gave we saved. We're saving now for what we believe is the next step. But we didn't stop giving to start saving. We give first. And we, we, we give, matter of fact, we just put us in a position to give more. And so we see God do that. And then we also do this. We steward well because I believe, again, God wants to take us into another level, man. But we want to be faithful on this one. And so when we see God's word, again, he wants to bless you. Nothing, not one thing wrong with you being comfortable, having blessings. I believe God wants to pour it into your life. But get a budget in place. Get a plan in place. If you're like, if, if things are like you, you deep in the hole, one of the most important words you need to learn when it comes to spending, this is going to help somebody. It's two letters. No. There's just some things you just need to say no to. Not like, well, I really need. Like, this is how you judge a need. Would you make it tomorrow and still be, still be alive, still breathing? Still, still, yeah, okay. All right. So again, do, do we really need that? Don't let those impulsive things, this, the, the, the you know, supermarket, this wild groceries, they set that stuff up, put the coolest little stuff right there in line with you. You know, right there at the end, those little things, they want you to just crap. Stop those things. Stop impulse spending. Say no sometimes. And do this, please. If you're in a marriage relationship, never make important financial decisions by yourself because you're one. I've seen husbands come home, baby, look at my new truck. <laughs> Radioactive. All right, that's what took place. And so, again, we want to do this together. So I want our worship team to come, and, and I want you to stand. And, and I love this. He did this in 9 a.m. too. It was amazing. Holy Spirit rocked this place before I ever got up here, just like he did this morning. And I said this. I was like, he knew I was speaking on finances. 
He knew it. And so like, he's like, let me go ahead and pour my spirit out now because it's going to mess with some folk. All right? So he did that for us. He's so good. But this is what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do right now in this room. I believe that same healer that Pastor Bill was talking about wants to bring healing to some finances in this house. I really feel that. And, and there, are, there are many today that you need the healing that only God can bring. Now, this works, again, when his, his word is applied to our life and we walk this out, I promise you it will not return void. Scripture says it will accomplish what it was set forth to do. And I want to do this over you this, this morning. It's, if you would just bow your heads and close your eyes, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit today what we always ask him. Oh, Holy Spirit, today, what are you saying to me? through this message. I don't believe this is just a word for someone else. This is a word for us today. It's a word for me and for you. What is he saying to you today? Is he saying, trust me today, put me first? Is he saying, you know, you need to start budgeting differently so you can save a little more, whatever. It will it'll do this. It will line up with his word and it will produce a blessing in your life when we walk in it. It will. And so today, I just as heads bowed and eyes are closed, listen, this, I, before I pray over finances in this room, before we declare blessings today and, and healing, I really feel like God wants to heal today some finances and some homes and bring peace in this area. I want to ask spiritually today, listen, is there anyone today that needs to surrender their life to Christ? Again, that scripture says that he so loved you that he gave Christ gave his life for us so we could be free. We could have eternity with him. And so today, if there's anyone, just before I even, just we take one step further, is there anyone in this room, as heads about eyes are closed, say this, and be honest. I need to, to be real, just say this. I need to surrender fully to the Lord today. I need to give my life to Jesus. He gave his for you. He gave his for you. I would oh, hate for you to leave this place today and not have that opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If that's you this morning, would you just, just, just pray this? You don't have to be loud. I believe in this. I believe in going public with your faith. I believe that you should sign up for baptism. Get up here and we celebrate what God's about to do in you right now. I believe that. But just today, if this is your heart, if you just want to surrender everything fully to the Lord, just say, God, I come to you. I need you in my life. I need you. I ask you, Father, to forgive me of all sin. Cleanse me from all wrong. I believe that Jesus gave his life for me. And I accept him now. I accept him now as my Lord. And I give you everything, Jesus. I want you to have it all, Father, my whole life. I receive you now by grace, through faith. I put my trust in you. Oh, man, if you've prayed that today, God, today, right now, the word says this, there's, there's celebration happening in his presence. And that God, is right now, there's a rejoicing taking place in heaven. Oh, man, and today, if you've surrendered your heart to the Lord, we just want to celebrate with you. Just bit, heads are still about, I'll just do a close. Just say, yeah, I just sur surrender my life, everything to him. Just right now, if that's you, just lift up your hand real quick. Just say, yeah, I surrendered everything over. Yeah, I surrendered everything over. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. We celebrate with you, Father. We celebrate Jesus. Yeah. Now I want to pray this. I want to pray blessings over finances in this house. I want to pray healing over some areas. 
And I also want to pray this. I just want to pray for you because for some of you, you're not struggling financially, but you also are not being obedient with him. You're not trusting God in this area. You haven't given him lordship over this area. And if that's you, you need just as much healing in your, your finances as someone who has nothing right now, who has not enough to pay the bills. You need just as much healing because there's something broken there. And God wants to heal that. And today, just again, not to embarrass, I'm not going to call you down. You are welcome to come to this altar anytime. It is always open. But I want to pray for you. If that's you, you just say, I just, I just want to give and surrender my finances to the Lord fully. I want blessings in my life in this area. I want to give this to you. I want to pray for you right now. If that's you, just lift up your hand. Yeah, if that's you, just slip it up. Nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be ashamed about. But Lord, I want you to have it all. Yeah, God bless you. Who else? There's others. There's others. Come on, if you would just say, I want to surrender it all to you. Who else? Yeah. God bless you. Father, I declare today blessings and healing today. You are our healer. You are our source. And we release your healing touch today over your people. I see blessings over finances in this room. God, I pray, Lord, today, Father, that we'll lay this on the altar just like any other struggle, just like any other stronghold, just like any other addiction. God, we lay this down today. We give this to you, Father. I ask you to heal and touch and bring your blessings that only you can give. And we ask that today in Jesus' holy name. In Jesus' holy name. As our worship team ministers in this last song, I want to do this today. I want to open up our altars for anyone who needs prayer. You're welcome to come if you need prayer for any reason. I promise you, you won't come and be here by yourself. Someone will pray with you. But I also want to do this. I want to spend these last few moments in worship to Him, in praise to Him, in honoring Him. And let's today just laying everything before Him. So as a worship team ministers in song, I just want you to give everything fully to Him. And if you need prayer for any reason, this altar is open. Grab a family member around you. Take these before the Lord today as we spend these last few moments with Him. Let's worship the Lord. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.